Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are continuing in our study of St. Augustine's City of God, and today we're going to be looking at the key to biblical prophecy. And I'm talking about the key, the ultimate key to biblical prophecy. And we're going to be looking at what St. Augustine says about John chapter 5. And so if you have a copy of The City of God, you can get it in print, you can get it online. We're going to be for a little while in book 20 of The City of God. And today we're going to be looking at chapter 6. And that is only two pages, and it's entitled in my edition of The City of God, What is the First Resurrection and What is the Second? Now, if you can form a little mental picture, okay, John chapter 5 is like this golden key to biblical prophecy, and Revelation 20 is the lock that will determine your overall perspective on last things. So St. John being the author of the key, John 5, and the author of the lock, Revelation 20, we're going to putting, be putting those two together in a future episode. I just want to take it easy today and get right into John 5 so we don't miss this. I saw a TV debate from some Protestant scholars who believe in the premillennial view that Jesus returns before the millennium begins. That's not St. Augustine's view. That's not the traditional Catholic view, held by Catholics, I should say, and many Protestants. But I was really impressed, and it was commendable that these scholars really knew their scriptures, could quote scriptures left and right, but they didn't think outside the box as far as when they got to Revelation 20. And their debate was endless, and I, I sensed the frustration that they had and I had watching them in a sense that if they simply brought John chapter 5 to the key passage of Revelation 20, the biblical prophecy and the understanding of it would simply be unlocked. And I must say, these two pages in the City of God by St. Augustine changed my life and changed my view of biblical prophecy. I had the data, so to speak. I knew the individual verses. I knew what they said. I knew what Revelation 20 said. Knew what John 5 said, but I just didn't put the two together. And once you do, it's really pretty clear. So let's go to John chapter 5, and it's not the whole chapter. It's just a handful of verses starting in John chapter 5, verse 25. Jesus says, truly, truly, or in other translations, amen, amen, I say to you. In other words, this is going to be a very important statement. I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, 
so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. Now verse 29. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming when all who are in their tombs will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Now, two things to pay a lot of attention to. In verse 25, Jesus begins by saying, the hour is coming and now is. It's present, okay? But in verse 28, he says, for the hour is coming when all who were in their tombs, in other words, the dead, dead, those who are not just spiritually dead, but literally physically dead. And he is talking about the resurrection to life. Now, regarding this first few verses, John 5, 25 and 26, he says, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. A lot of people take this as the resurrection of the body at the second coming. And those who get tied up in knots in Revelation 20 and kind of go off the rails, so to speak, there are two resurrections in Revelation 20. And when they say the first resurrection, well, there must be two resurrections of the body. No, there's only one resurrection of the body. So this is what St. Augustine says. As yet, he does not speak of the second resurrection, that is the resurrection of the body, which shall be in the end, but he speaks of the first, which now is. It is for the sake of making this distinction that he says, the hour is coming and now is. This resurrection regards not the body, but of the soul. For souls too have death of their own in wickedness and sins. By having a part in the first resurrection, by which a transition from death to life is made in this present time. In other words, original sin brings death. And it's very interesting that the so-called born-again Protestant brethren kind of miss this, because to be born again, it means you, you are born in a state of death from original sin, and by Christ, you're, you're born again to a, a state of life. Now, is this something I'm pulling out of a hat or St. Augustine's pulling out of a hat? No, we find this particularly in the teachings of St. Paul. For instance, in the book of Romans, Epistle of Romans, chapter 6 and verse 4, it says, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. Now, we weren't physically buried under the ground, but by baptism, going under the water, so to speak, and rising again, it's death to life, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So you must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. St. Paul says again in the epistle to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. 
for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And again in Ephesians chapter 2, and you he made alive when you were dead through the trespasses and sins. But God, who is great in mercy, with which he loved us, even though we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, I I confess this passage here in Ephesians just just boggles my mind. The idea that... uh, Yes, we have passed from death to life. Just how new is this life? Uh, Well, Jesus, we know, has been raised to heaven, seated on the throne room of heaven, and yet St. Paul says he made us sit with him in the heavenly places. Now, obviously, our bodies are right here on earth, but there's a certain position and a reality that this is who we are and what we are, and this is exactly what Jesus was saying. If you hear his voice, truly, truly, if you hear his voice, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and they will live. They will come to life. Their chains, the death of sin will be broken and they will be liberated. Okay? So, That first set of verses in John 5 refers to the first resurrection, and what is it talking about? The soul, the soul going from death to life, and that's the first resurrection. A lot of people, when they hear the word resurrection, naturally think of the end of time, the second coming of Christ, when the bodies of those Christians who have died in faith will be raised right out of their tombs. Now, that's the second resurrection. So this is then the second set of verses, John 5, 28 and 29. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming when all who are in their tombs will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. So here's Augustine's summary of the second or that bodily resurrection. So there are two resurrections. The one, the first and spiritual resurrection, which has place in this life and preserves us from coming into the second death. The other, the second, which does not occur now, but in the end of the world and which is of the body not of the soul, and by which, by the last judgment, shall dismiss some into the second death and others into that life which has no death. Now, just to give you a preview, we've just stayed here on John 5. I didn't want to get into Revelation 20 because that just confuses the daylights out of people. But so long as you have mental categories, formed by St. John, the author of both John 5 and Revelation 20. So in both passages, he's talking about two resurrections. And when we go to Revelation 20, we don't take this chronologically in the sense that 
oh, uh, certain people who are faithful now are raptured at some point in time, and maybe a thousand years later, another group is raptured up or something like that. No, it's not. It's simply talking about these two stages of the faithful uh, raised uh, spiritually in soul, the first resurrection, and raised bodily at the second resurrection. So what we do is take St. John's key, John chapter 5, and use it to open St. John's lock, which is Revelation chapter 20. And when that happens, your fundamental perspective of biblical prophecy becomes easy. It's a walk in the park, so to speak. You don't get confused because you're using St. John to interpret St. John. And the other thing we need to look at, a lot of people don't realize it, it says that uh, all people will experience a bodily resurrection. Some people, maybe some of them who want to kind of avoid even thinking about God in the afterlife, so just have me cremated and spread my ashes out in the ocean someplace, and uh, (laughs) that'll be the end of it. No, that will not be the end of it, because Revelation says, and the sea will give up its dead. Even those buried at sea, their bodies will be resurrected. Everybody's body will be resurrected, Christians, non-Christians, phony Christians, and all will stand before the Son of God at the last day. And so that's what John is talking about in the second resurrection. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 272 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.